Well, the Suncourt Super Netball season is down to three, and one of those three is the team that's won the most games this year but still got a bit of work to do. It is the West Coast Fever. They take on the Giants in the Suncorp Super Netball preliminary final this weekend. The winner advances to the grand final against the New South Wales Swifts. And our very favourite, our much our favourite here, Stacey Francis-Bayman, has rejoined us again on the Sporting Goss. Appreciate your time. Where do we find you right now, Stace? Um, I'm in my room in the hub in Brisbane, which is where I'm spending 99% of my time <laughs> with a little bit of time on the netball court as well. <laughs> How frustrating is it? How hard is it? I mean, we all like to get out and about and do our thing. I know this is the sacrifice a lot of our sports people are playing at the moment and doing at the moment. How, how are you coping? Is it just sort of now second nature? Um, yeah, unfortunately, it is second nature. I do. I keep describing it to people as it's not the most amount of fun I've ever had in my life, but it's also <laughs> not too difficult. Um, we have great purpose, and it's it's good to know that the season is underway and we're getting towards the pointy end of it, which. Um, yeah, it's an absolute blessing to find ourselves where we are considering the amount of hurdles that we've had to face. So, yeah, um, it will all be worth it in a few weeks' time, I hope. No doubt about that. And just, we don't want to go too much about last week, but you had to shake off the lightning. They were at nagging length for most of the game. In revision of that game, what did you do well and what was the area that uh, Stacey Marinkovic, your coach and the playing group, needed uh, discussed to to improve, knowing full well that the opposition are going to be a tad strong this weekend? Mm. Well, I think a trap that you can fall into um, in this league is focusing too much on the opposition. We have, obviously, the league this year is incredibly tight and competitive and teams are putting out some fantastic netball um, and there's a lot of variety in the styles of play. But what we have learned is that we play best when we concentrate on ourselves um, and when we're on our absolute best, we can't be beaten. Um, and so the whole of last week was focused on making sure that we were de- delivering the Fever brand. Um, we had great clarity over what we were doing on attack and defence. Um, and yeah, just being patient and knowing that if we stuck to task, that the whistle would be falling in our favour at 60 minutes. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, just some of the basic stats and, and, and probably not a lot of the stats that coaches would look at, but you know, simple things like goals and passes and goal assists. And, but down back, I mean, Courtney Bruce, your skipper, had a great game Sunday. Ariang, who's been rewarded by putting being put into the Diamond squad and yourself with gains, deflections and intercepts. It was really a, a, a fantastic effort right across the court in all three, in all thirds. Yeah, absolutely. Like we play a very strong team brand of netball. We we do have individual superstars that can't be escaped, but we work well when we work well together. Um, and I think that's what's great about this squad that we've got over here in Brisbane. Everybody knows what their role is, but um, ultimately it's to contribute towards a team game plan, which brings us success. What do uh, the opposition, what did the Giants bring this year? Just in regards to the clashes that you've had with them earlier in the season, <laughs> uh, what, what you've done well with them, uh, they've been pretty feisty contests and we would expect nothing different knowing full well what's at stake going into a grand final the following week. Yeah, I think this weekend set up to be a very interesting contest. We obviously had that one goal thriller win against them at the RAC Arena earlier this year. And then we fell by a couple of goals, I think only two weeks ago. Um, I know the Giants will be disappointed after having finished top and then not being able to make their way straight through to the grand final. So it's really do or die. And they're... um, 
a bit of an unorthodox team in terms of the style of netball that you see in SSN, which does provide us with a bit of a challenge. And I think that's where we, we fell down a little bit a few weeks ago, potentially spending a bit too much time preparing for their alternate, alternate style of play. Um, and so I'm actually really excited to be able to step back on court and, and right some wrongs because we were disappointed in the way that we played a few weeks ago. And um, it's a fantastic opportunity for us to show that we can put out a consistent 60 minutes against the Giants and hopefully get across the line. Tell the listener what that style is, just in a nutshell. What do they do differently that not a lot of other teams in the SSN do? Yeah, it's interesting. I think although they have great speed across the court, they do play a slower um style of game they open up the backspace an awful lot which I don't think is traditional Australian style of netball at all um, and yeah they tend to play ball on that third um, or for me fourth second um, and we're a very quick team and we obviously train and play against each other week in week out which is what we're used to that first second release um, so it's adjusting our style of defense and also attack to to combat that slightly slower style of play um, and also that flair that they have as well. They're pretty much a super shot team, aren't they? I mean, I think they've thrown up uh, over 100 super shots. You're not so. Obviously, you've got Janelle Fowler (laughs) under the the basket, under the ring. So that sort of helps your chances. But they're very much, I think they've almost taken double the amount of super shots that you've had. Or made yeah, the they absolutely have. Yeah, they have great capacity um, and also confidence to go to goal um, in that power play period. Mm. Um, we're more than capable, but that isn't necessarily our game plan. So there's certainly some work to be done defensively to concentrate on how we try and combat that, but also um, how we prepare for that mentally as well, because um, there's certainly perceived pressure that um, falls on you when you see those long range shots going in, but it's about us sticking to task and staying focused and also making the most of the opportunities that will come from rebounds because um, it's impossible for teams to shoot at 100%. Um, and so there will be opportunities for us to pick up some extra ball there. No doubt. Stacey Francis-Bayman is our guest on Sporting Goss. We're talking about the preliminary final clash with the Giants, which takes place at 1 o'clock Saturday, our time, taking place at the USC Stadium on the East Coast. Uh, just in regards to... Um, uh, the end of the season, and I know you've got two games to go. You've got to get this game out of the way and then the grand final, uh, all things being equal. Um, what do you do? Do you come back to Perth and isolate for two weeks, quarantine, and then fly out? Do you go straight out home to uh, to your wife in England? What, what's the story? Well, as with everything this year, it's very complicated. <laughs> um, we are supposed to be going into internationals at the end of the season, mm. so... Depending on how far we go, the plan, obviously, plan A for me is that we make the grand final, which would put me out of contention for um, the England versus New Zealand section of the international season. Um, So that will happen over the next few weeks. And then the England team are then coming across to Australia for us to play them for three games, which in a location that's yet to be determined because of COVID. So, yeah, my focus will switch very quickly from fever green to England red. Um, and putting my best foot forward for that, given that we have few um, opportunities ahead of the Commonwealth Games next year. And then eventually, come October, I will get to go home. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I'm sure you've got a a bit to play out in the meantime. Uh, And just when you're in lockdown for 99% of the time in the the hub or in the bubble, wherever you are in the world, um, and we've had this discussion before, have you switched allegiances in regards to your viewing habits? Have you found anything that popped up? How's the reading going? Um, Have you taken up knitting? What are you doing? (laughs) 
Um, I was Olympics obsessed, yeah. which was um, really positive and also really detrimental to uh, a regular sleeping pattern. Um, so now I've gone into detox and detox involves um, a jigsaw puzzle that I'm making some incredibly slow grind on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm already on my third book since the Olympics finished. Okay. And the jigsaw puzzle is what? what is, what's the end result? Oh, it's a very basic picture. I got it from the kids section in Red Dot, but it does have a thousand pieces, which is making it much more difficult than I thought it would be, unfortunately. Uh, no, yeah, and you know what? It's not gonna have it's not gonna have a thousand pieces. You know, if it's in red dot, no disrespect. You're gonna have nine hundred and ninety-eight or nine hundred and ninety-nine pieces, and you're gonna look everywhere under your bed, under the table, <laughs> in the toilet. You're gonna to look everywhere for the last piece, and you're not gonna be able to find it. And you're just gonna say, "Well, that was a whole waste of a couple of weeks." Yeah, it's gonna be a mystery because I have not left my room, and neither is the jigsaw. So <laughs> um, that could be the straw that breaks the camel's back at the end of the season. <laughs> Exactly. Well, we won the grand final, but my season was uh, curtailed by the loss of one piece of the red dot. Hey, appreciate the chat. Uh, all the very, very, very best. Oh, um, One final one, just in netball in regards to the Olympic Games, and I know there is a huge push to get to netball into the Olympics, basketball's mm. in it, and the hold-up is purely, I'm led to believe, the fact is that there's not a strong world men's competition, and, and to have an Olympic sport like that, I'm told that that is what's holding it back. Is that fair? To be honest, it's not something that I'm really across. I guess quite selfishly, I've obviously come through the netball system knowing that it's not an Olympic sport. um, And I'm not sure how you balance the push of the sport moving forward professionally with um, the Olympics, which for obviously some sports like soccer or football, for example, they treat as more of an amateur opportunity. So I haven't fully made up my mind on that. But what you said around the development of the men's game, I think is incredibly important. Mm. And I think if as a byproduct of pushing netball to be in the Olympics, we put far more time and resources into developing the male side of our game, um, I think that that will be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, good. Appreciate your time. Always love our chats. Um, Stay motivated. Good luck with the jigsaw. Good luck with reading. But more (laughs) importantly, good luck hitting the court on Saturday. We'll all be cheering for you. You'll see the game on Nine Live and you'll see it uh, wherever you can find good netball. The Suncourt Super Netball Preliminary Final. It is our girls, the Fever, the most winningest team of the year, taking on the Giants in the prelim and the Swifts await in the grand final. Thanks for joining us, Stace. Always a pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you. There she is. She's the delightful Stacey Francis Bayman. She's from the West Coast Fever and she always gives up her time because if she wasn't being interviewed by us, she'd be doing nothing but a $2 jigsaw puzzle. This is Sporting Costs.